The EP Podcast. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found. And always at theeppodcast.com. Sitting down here at the Nine Foot Homemade Oak Bar, I have I have a gentleman that I have been trying to get on this show for years. And he's a humble guy. And he's always like, oh, Mark Marzullo can go talk to you, right? Like, like Norm Anderson can go talk to you. Jeannie Olson can go talk to you. Uh, but I have trusty Mark Phelan down here. The deacon, if you don't mind me saying. Over at uh, Most Holy Redeemer, a football coach that uh, had this massive accomplishment for Most Holy Redeemer this past weekend and is also uh, one of the main cogs in what is going on over at the Evergreen Park Food Pantry. You're very busy. How are you? I'm great. Thank you, Chris. And I appreciate you uh, bringing me on today. It's a busy time uh, at the pantry, as always. And uh, thanks for bringing me on. This episode of the EP Podcast and every episode of the EP Podcast brought to you by the First National Bank of Evergreen Park. Your child's bright financial future starts with learning good money habits early in life. Help them get ahead with a junior savers account from the First National Bank of Evergreen Park. All of my kids have accounts at the First National Bank of Evergreen Park. They're linked to my account. I can see what they're doing. I can keep track of what the teenagers are doing. And the junior savers account is a great tool to show the youngest guy how to earn interest on every dollar he deposits so he can watch his money grow. Show your kids how fun and rewarding saving can be and set them up for success. No minimum deposit to open that account. The First National Bank of Evergreen Park on the corner of 95th and Pulaski. Stop in and see them today. Member FDIC. Okay, well, first, before we get to the pantry thing, let's talk about what happened over with Redeemer this past weekend. They won championships yet again. I want to say it's three in a row. It was uh, three in a row for the fifth and sixth, uh, coached by Dean Reedy and all his great assistants. And uh, my nephew, Matt Phelan, is the head coach of the seventh and eighth. And they also won their uh, third gold ball. And uh, it was an historic thing for our parish and for the league. I don't think a team has, uh, a school has ever won three in a row. Uh, great day for Raider Nation, let's say. Yeah, well, I mean, and I try to explain this to people. And it's funny because I, I've bumped into people outside of Evergreen Park. And they're always like, oh, that Redeemer, that Redeemer grammar school, like football team is just so good. But in reality... You have kids that are from Redeemer. You get kids that come from Martyrs. Uh, you get you get kids that you know are going to some of the Evergreen Park public schools that are on the team. It really is Evergreen Park, one of Evergreen Park's teams, right? I mean, it, it, is, it, it, is it really represents more than just the parish. And so it's such an accomplishment to have all these kids from these schools playing for Redeemer go out and win it yet again. Which is, and you're coaching. I see you all the time. I've been by the field at Duffy Park. You're out there with a whistle. You you have a lot to do with it, don't you? I have. I've been coaching for 40 years. Uh, this is my third year as not being the head coach. And uh, just love coaching, love teaching kids, love to uh, make our Catholic faith part of the sport because it is. Our faith is a struggle. Football is a struggle. And uh, it relates well to uh, to young men, I think. And uh, their life is going to be a struggle. But they learn so many. I think there's no sport in the world uh, better than football to teach young men lessons, teach them to be tough, teach them to have a, uh, an attitude of never, ever, ever give up. And uh, that's why I really enjoy it. I spent six years as a head coach of sophomores at Rice uh, between uh, stints at Holy Redeemer and uh, 
fall is the best time of the year for me. I love it. <laughs> well, you know, and the thing is right now, I'm kind of like having the internal debate. Like my son, Dominic was a hockey player. That's what he wanted to do. He played hockey. He wanted to do it. That was all he ever wanted to do. Okay. Nick, the little guy who's in third grade, no interest right now in, in hockey, right? But is asked about football. And so much has changed now over the last couple of years, especially with how you tackle and make sure that the kids, you know, don't take injuries. You're protecting their brains and everything else like that. What's that been like, that evolution of like moving it along? Because that's the one thing. I think when Dom 10 years ago was like not really into football, I was kind of okay with it because at the time that was the big story. Like watch out for these kids in their heads and everything. But from what I understand, you do things very differently now, don't you? It's totally different how we teach a young man to uh, tackle nowadays. We don't teach them to lead with their head. We teach them to keep their head up. We don't teach them to slide uh, to the body and just wrap with the arms with their head up, you know. Uh, and we take it very seriously, uh, head injuries. Uh, someone gets a head injury, they're not playing until a doctor says they can go back. And uh, it's a serious, it's this very serious thing. Uh, you know, young brains are just developing. It's you got to take it serious. Uh, as a deacon, I... Uh, I had a horrible thing happen uh, about a year ago. I did a funeral for a young man who who committed suicide, and his father said he had three concussions in high school, and from then on he had severe depression and was never right. And uh, that's a very sad story. And parents have to understand that, you know, that if a young man or a young lady has a concussion, they gotta they gotta find another sport. You can't let it go, you know. It's 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 a sad thing, but uh, you know uh, they go on, you know. And uh, I pray for that kid every day at mass. Uh, he's a great young man, and his father is a great guy. So it's a sad thing, but that's that's what it is, you know. Yeah. You got you got to protect these kids at yeah. all costs. Yeah, you definitely do. You have to watch over them. It sounds like you're doing a great job over at Redeemer. You're also taking care of people over at the Evergreen Park Food Pantry. We, we talked to John Dalkey for years, okay, and he worked his butt off over there. And, you know, there comes a time where, you know, a guy like John's got to, you know, you can't do it forever, okay? So you've been over there. I remember seeing you over there helping out for years, and now you've got, you know, more of a role, I would imagine, over there because you've been around it for a while. And, and the village is more involved in it. Tell me a little bit, what's changed in the last year or so with the, with the food pantry? Well, John did kind of step down, and John did a wonderful job. He, he uh totally revamped uh, the system at the Evergreen Park Food Pantry. We're, we're so appreciative for everything that he did. But uh, when he stepped back, you know, I kind of stepped in as, as a lead man or whatever you would call it. And uh, we also have um, Carol Kyle, who's a village trustee who works there all the time. All our, all our workers are, are retired people, and uh, we all get along really great. We tried to get all the kids involved, uh, especially I get kids from Holy Redeemer. We have kids come from Arrow every week who help us out. And these kids are in job training programs. They're anywhere from 18 to 21 years old. And just learn how to work and learn how to take direction. And uh, it's very fulfilling to work with those children. You know, every kid nowadays got to get service hours. So I'm always welcoming the kids to the pantry to get service hours. I have a thought about about service that if you make it fun when kids are young, that they're going to want to serve the church and serve their fellow man forever. You know, I can remember when my son and daughter were little uh, and uh, Katrina hit and I went to Sam's Club and got 
uh, you know, a couple skids of diapers and a couple skids of Similac. And a guy was loading the truck to go down to, to New Orleans. And my son goes, why are we doing this, Dad? I go, because these people have nothing. Their homes were ruined. Their their lives are in shambles. And there's babies with no no milk and no diapers. And and my son turned to me and goes, Dad, this is this uh, charity work's fun. I go, yes, it is fun, you know. So uh, that's something I try to instill in, in kids that... Uh, Doing charity work is fun. We, we, don't, we don't take ourselves seriously. We try to laugh all the time and have fun. It, it's a joy to serve uh, this community. There's a lot of sick, hungry people in Evergreen Park and surrounding areas, and there's a great need for it. And uh, with the backing of our mayor and uh, the administration, they gave us an old firehouse to revamp and uh, become a pantry. And we have a pantry coalition and a board who uh, back us and... Uh, it's it's a great thing for our community. Yeah, I've been over there, and it it's it. You see all the different volunteers. It's a well run, well oiled machine over there, and you're busy now because you got the holidays coming up. And I always remember uh, being told, especially when John was doing or speaking to anybody over at the pantry, it really is a year round thing. People just kind of think about it during the holidays. But you still are running some drives and during the holidays. You have things going on. What do you, what do you have going on that you want people to know about? Well, we got a, we got a lot of things going on, especially in uh, this time of Thanksgiving and uh, of giving. That's a funny thing that uh, the biggest time for donations at our pantry is during Thanksgiving and during Christmas. I don't know whether people get got in their mind that people are only hungry around the holidays, but people are hungry, you know, every day of the year. So I appreciate any at any time if anyone does a food drive. But we got a lot of drives coming up. Just a little bit about the pantry. We're open on Fridays for distribution from 930 to 12 for Evergreen Park residents in need of food. Address is 2700 West 98th Place. Uh, we got a lot of food drives coming up. Uh, this Sunday is uh, Most Holy Redeemer's Harvest Sunday, uh, November 12th. And Jen Harmon is the chairwoman for that and uh, gets a lot of children and adults involved. It's probably the biggest food drive that we have uh, throughout the year. Uh, they go out in trucks and cars and, and go to people's porches and get, get the food, bring it to Host Holy Redeemer and sort it. Then they bring it over to the pantry and put it on the shelves for us. And they do a, really a great job. The Evergreen Park Food uh, Library, now until November 17th, is uh, taking donations. Oh, so the library is taking donations. The library, right now. yeah. Okay. OSF Hospital, uh, plus many local businesses and schools are doing drives at this time. 124 has always been great with us uh, doing food drives. Their workers, uh, janitors, bring it over to us. They've always been uh, very, very charitable to us. Uh, other things to support the pantry, we got the Myers Simply Give uh, currently going on. and uh, But on Saturday, December 16th, they'll have a double match day where if you donate $10, they will Myers will double that. Uh, donation cards can be picked up at the Village Hall, the Community Center, or at the lobby of Evergreen Park Library. Myers every year probably gives our pantry more than $10,000 in this drive alone. Really? And we take those, we take that money... And we supplement what we get from the food depository uh, to give to our patrons. Every week we buy uh, fresh milk, eggs, bread, and other things for our patrons. So when when they when you come in and drive, we have a drive-up service at our pantry. Uh, they open a trunk, they'll get a, a box of food, which will have milk, eggs, bread, and some other things. They'll get a giant bag of food, and they'll also get 
uh, three pounds of frozen meat. That's a solid amount of food for a week, you know. I, I mean, I, I do the shopping around here, and I think about what I go out and get every week. That's that's a pretty solid amount that they're getting there. You guys are doing good work over there. Yeah, they get they get a lot at our pantry, and the word's out. People come from <laughs> people come from not just Evergreen Park, you know. And we don't turn people away because we do get food from the Chicago Food Depository. So uh, if you're in need of food and you don't live in Evergreen Park, once a year we serve you. Uh, so we I never we never turn anyone away. Also, it's supposed to be once a month that you come, but we tell families from Evergreen Park if you if you need more food, you can come every Friday. And several of our of our patrons are every Friday. Because mm. uh, of community support, we're able to provide uh, regular pantry patrons with uh, special Thanksgiving and Christmas distribution. Yeah, so, what are you doing for Thanksgiving? They get a turkey. Yeah, Thanksgiving yeah. we get uh, we get a turkey and all the fixins. Where do you get the turkeys from? You get like Meyer get, do that, uh, or you, buy you half are you of them are you turkey Meyer. shopping? Are you out there turkey shopping? Are you showing up with like are you showing up with like a bunch of carts and just throwing turkeys into the uh, cart or what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We 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 turkey shop. Uh, <laughs> no, we order them from uh, half from Myers and we get half from the Chicago Food Depository, and uh, we give out about hundred turkeys and all the fixins. Uh, the Saturday before uh, Thanksgiving. At Christmas, we'll give uh, a ham and all the fixings away for people at Christmas. Also, we do one at Easter time. So, uh, you know, we You think about how much food a turkey actually gives you. Right. Like, I mean, like, you get a turkey, you're not just feeding them one day, you're feeding them for like a week. That's right. I'm eating leftover turkey for a week after Thanksgiving, for sure. Not like a uh, turkey sandwich, (laughs) right, buddy? Uh, So, donations are always accepted at the pantry. It was at 2700 West 98th Place. Uh, during regular pantry hours, as, as well as Wednesday mornings, we're there from 8 to 10. That's when we do all our packing for Friday. And you can always take them to the community center uh, at 3450 West 97th Street, Monday through Friday, and they get them over to us. We also have the senior bus here in Evergreen Park, and uh, the bus driver comes by. If you're a senior or uh, you know you're disabled and can't get out of the house, Call, call Citizen Services, call the community center. Uh, the bus driver comes comes to our pantry on Friday. Uh, he serves like six to eight, sometimes 10 families, drops the food off at your house. So oh, you, so they, he'll go and pick up for the people that can't get there. Right. And get yeah. it over. That's awesome. Yeah, it's a great service that uh, Evergreen Park uh, gives. I'm telling you, if I didn't have the podcast, I wouldn't know about half the stuff you guys do. I'm always amazed by what all the different services that that are provided and all the people that are working really hard to do it. And you are always so involved in everything going on. And one of these days, I'll get you down here and uh, we'll talk about like your your trustee stuff. You know, we'll get into that. We'll get we'll, we'll or maybe I'll just have you go up against Marzullo in a trivia contest. How do you think uh, you're doing that? Ah, uh, we're both Evergreen Park Mustangs, so I don't know. You know. <laughs> I don't know how that would go down. <laughs> All right. Uh, Mark Valen, the deacon. Uh, he was uh, also one of your village trustees and running things over at the food pantry. Uh, I'm, I'm so happy that you finally got down here, and uh, we, we look forward to seeing you again. I thank you, Chris, uh, you and your family, for all the great things you do for Evergreen Park. Get out the word uh, for everyone at this time of giving to uh, give to the pantry. Thank you very much. Building relationships, supporting the community, and service. These are the things that Country Financial stands for. They're more than just an office you may pass by as you drive through Evergreen Park. They're neighbors who lend a helping hand and support the fabric of your community, including charitable organizations, sports, financial education, and civic organizations. And since Country is already your neighbor, 
They want to get together and chat. Call your local country financial representative, Mike Thauer, today at 708-425-1559 to talk about the things that are important to you and how he can help you protect them. The entirety of fall, we did something called Football Friday. Coach Jim Ramazinski would stop in here on Fridays. We'd release it like Thursday evenings most of the time to get everybody ready for the Evergreen Park Mustang football team to take on their next opponent, learn what was going on with the team, follow them all year long. Uh, They made it into the postseason and unfortunately lost in round one, but the coach has come in to kind of wrap up the year with us. How are you, Coach Ram? Good, good. Thanks for having me. I appreciate you coming by. Uh, First of all, it was fun to watch your first season, because I'm sure you walking in there, like you got to learn everybody's name. You got to figure out how everything's going to go. You got to, you got to kind of get your, all your systems in place and, you know, get used to your assistant coaches. And it was a long journey. And I mean, I even remember bumping you during the 4th of July parade, you know, before all this really got going for you and to, to have you come in each and every week and talk about the growth of your team, what your team was going through, adversity that you faced in the middle of the year where you you took a couple of losses, you lost your starting quarterback, and then to still become a playoff team and and have what I think is a successful first year, how do you feel? Uh, Yeah, you know, you always feel disappointed at the end of the season when you come up short in a playoff game, but, you know, there was a lot of successes throughout the season. It was it was a great experience for me personally. I know uh, talking to some of our players, they had a good experience playing. And, you know, part of part of being on a team and part of being a high school athlete, varsity high school athlete, is, you know, learning that life is not always perfect and things do not always work out the way you want. So they learned some valuable lessons. And, you know, I, I was very happy, though, with our team's performance, our coaches' performances, the support we had from the community, the support we had from the school, the administration, everything like that. And, you know, it made me realize that even through the tough times of a season, which no matter what season it is, there's always points, there's highs and lows. Uh, it made me feel good to be at Evergreen Park High School and be a part of the community and be a part of everything good that our, our school is trying to do for uh, the students in our community. What happens with Sycamore? Yeah, we lost to Sycamore. Very good team. Very well coached. They, you know, they have some serious players on their team, as well as they have pretty rich history. Their one loss on the year is to a team that's currently 10-0. And, you know, wasn't the greatest matchup that we could have drawn, but we went in there with a game plan. Uh, we went in there to fight as hard as we can. And what I was proud of is, you know, even though the score wasn't great for us, our boys were fighting to the end and you know, they were dealing with a lot of adversity leading up to the game with a lot of injuries. Uh, we, you know, we were down quite a few starters and you know what that, but that's not an excuse. That's football. What I was happy to see is even to the very end, um, our boys were fighting hard. Our coaches were coaching hard. And after the game, you know, everybody is a little bit obviously upset, but it was great to see the teammates in the locker room after the game support each other, especially the seniors. You know, it's, a lot of them, it's going to be their last time playing football. And seeing them embrace each other, show gratitude for the time that they spent together, coming up to me saying nice messages, me saying nice messages to them. You know, in, in, in the end, you lose a game, but we all have each other going forward. And that's something that we talk about. Don't be a stranger to our program, to our seniors. Please come back and visit. And in a way, you're always a part of it. 
you had a lot of adversity. You had a lot of injuries. One of the things that happened in the early part of the season, and it was interesting, we'll let people in on it right now, you know, you lose your quarterback, Dejan Feliciano, and he's a good player. Yeah. And, and I mean, like he and he was making an awful lot of things happen for your offense. And I remember you were like, you know, right now it's not like there's an injury report. Like it's not like the NFL, like where like people know whether what his status is. So we didn't really talk about it on the show because we don't want to give any kind of unfair advantage to a team that you're going to play. Yeah. Like we don't want them to be able to prepare better for you because of what they heard on the EP podcast. But now as the season has ended, that had to be just a crushing injury for you and for that young man. Can you can you kind of talk a little bit about what that was like at the time and how is he doing? When because this is his senior year and that was that ended so quick for him. How is he doing? Yeah, you know, one thing I'm going to say about Dejan is obviously he was disappointed, like we all were, with his injury. But I mean, what a phenomenal teammate he was the rest of the season. He was out there as much as he can be, supporting at games, of course, but even at practice, he was out there, and you know that says a lot about his character as a person, as a player, as a teammate, as a friend to his teammates. He was out there cheering as hard as he possibly can and working towards it. And, you know, he, he's in, he's recovering now. He'll be okay. You know, it's, it's a tough road uh, on an injury, but he's doing well and he's still confident in his abilities to make a full recovery and still be able to play at a high level at the next level. Yeah, I would think that kid's going to go on and play somewhere, right? Yeah, I mean, he's got a couple offers on the table. He's still, you know, kind of looking around, and that's something that now that it's the off season, um, a lot of like I was telling some of the seniors today, you know, I getting we're getting serious about, you know, getting your name out there to play in college football, wherever it is you want to play, and that's something like that's a big part of it uh, to me is you know I want our players, our students, to have every opportunity that they want that they can get. And I'll do anything I can to help put them in that position. But, you know, they do the work. I just help facilitate the process. And I'm looking forward to seeing um, a couple of our players continue to play at the next level next year. You've got that going on. And then you also have, you know, another class that will make a determination as to whether or not they're going to Evergreen Park High School. Mm -hmm. And, you know, one of the things that's really noticeable about Evergreen Park football, especially over the last couple of years that I've been covering it where we've been doing the EP podcast, is that you get an awful lot of talent, but not a very deep bench. And so I'm sure you wish that you got more kids that came in and played football for the school because it makes it a little bit difficult to have to have so many Ironmen out there, guys that are playing both sides of the ball. Is there an easy solution to it? Is it something you sit back and say, how do we, how do we get things deeper here? And, and or is, is this always what Evergreen Park will basically have to deal with? No, that's, that's not what we're planning on it always being like that. Our, our plan is to um, try our best to showcase our school, showcase our teams, um, be present in the community show support for our student athletes that will be coming to Evergreen. And again, you know, we want, we want every kid in Evergreen to come to come to the high school. So we, the program you know, seems really good because of you guys have had success. Like I said, I mean, like the thing that I gather from it is your, your biggest Achilles heel is probably the amount of players that you have, you know, like if you had a little bit more depth, if you had more kids from Evergreen showing up, 
It's not like you're lacking in coaching. It's not like you're lacking in skill. It's not like you're lacking in facilities. You're not lacking in any of that. Now it's more of a recruitment, like make sure you get them in here and they see it can be so much bigger right now. Well, and that that's the message we're going to try and continue to spread is there. there's just a ton of opportunity within the high school you know, as far, I mean, let's just, even academically, let's just talk, you know, 20 AP classes offered, things things that you just don't see everywhere else, opportunities to partner with work programs, things that the school offers that can help any kid in Evergreen Park, no matter what level they are. If they're on the pace to be a doctor, we have uh, classes and programs set up to put you in a great position to do well in college and pursue that. If you're looking to go to the trades, we have opportunities for you to explore that. If you want to go to the military, we're going to help you with that. Whatever it is people are choosing to do, we have plenty of opportunity. We just hope people come and see it and come and check it out. It was interesting and fun. And I I think it was fascinating, most of all, to watch a coach come in in his first year put his stamp on the program. I, I know you're the kind of person that's going to sit there and tell me there was more that I wanted to do or you're like, I, I, you know, I, I, I'm never satisfied. You, you, that's, those, those are your phrases. I, I can already, <laughs> I can already feel them like welling up inside of you. But when you take a look back at the first year, are you satisfied in general? Yeah. I mean, satisfied is a good way to say it, you know, not completely content because there, <laughs> I guess this is one of the go-tos. There is always room for improvement and, you know, Going through a first season as a head coach of football, you learn things about yourself. You learn things that you can improve upon. You learn things that, you know, you might want to tweak for the next season. And, you know, that's part of learning, though. That's part of anything you do. The next time you do it, you want to do it better. And um, I, I felt really good. I'm most proud of the relationships I've developed with the players, with the coaches, with the other teachers so far at the school. You know, it's something that has affirmed what I knew, but now seeing it live in person, I'm really happy with the decision to come there. And I'm, I'm excited to continue there, continue to work hard for the football program and the school and uh, make sure everybody in Evergreen Park knows that we have great things going on. All right, Coach Ram, Jim Ramazinski, first year in the books. Uh, now a lot to do with helping his guys get to where they want to go in college and getting ready for the next class and uh, giving his uh, his pitch now to the uh, to the youth of Evergreen Park to get that bench a little bit deeper and uh, and expand that base. Uh, don't be a stranger between now and when football starts next year. No, okay? I'll pop up whenever you need me. All right. Thanks so much, Coach Ryan. All right. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. now time for your EP podcast word on the street brought to you by spoke and vine wine bar and bottle shop northeast corner 95th and Kedzie I was just there last week it is always a great time I love that bar I love all the selection all the different wines I always find something that I had never thought I would try and after I give it a taste I'm like all right pour me a full glass Really good food there, too. 21 and over establishment, like a lounge, and you can bring home a bottle if you like it. See more at SpokeAndVineWines.com. This Saturday, November the 11th, one night only, 7.30 p.m. start, in evening with Abraham Lincoln. 
It is not the real Abe Lincoln, he's dead, but a funny and very informative Lincoln impersonator by the name of Randy Duncan from Springfield is going to be performing here in Evergreen Park. It will kick off with a half hour medley of Civil War era songs presented by the Evergreen Park Candlelight Theater and then this performance one night only an evening with Abraham Lincoln. It will be at the Evergreen Park Senior Center. Tickets are only available at the Community Center. Refreshments available before and after the show. For more information, go to the Village website, evergreenpark-ill.com. The rest of the word on the street, we have a guest to present it. Brought to you by Sid Sauce. The pepper is grown in Evergreen Park. The hot sauce is developed here. The only place I get my hot sauce from is at sidsauce.net. It's been a while since she's been on this show. Paisha Allen from the youth department is here. How Hi, are you, Chris. Paisha? How are you? I'm good. good. I haven't seen you in a while. I you used know. to be a regular down here, and then you just kind of, you were good, you were gone. You were, is it because you have so much going on over there? Absolutely. The youth department is full of a lot going on. Yeah, you do. <laughs> you got the turkey shoot is a thing that I noticed this month, right? This is like, that's your big thing, where you have like people, what, it's like free throws. You're not actually shooting turkeys. Although that would be a fun event as well. Yes, sir. It's the targets, annual. Maybe targets. <laughs> like I always, when I see turkey shoot, first time you did this, maybe a couple years ago, I was like, okay, well, that'd be fun. I mean, I can imagine like they kind of set up like a big range of like, you know, paper turkeys and then they, you know, shoot them with like, you know, paintballs or something like that. But no, it's a, it's a basketball thing. See, I'm so bad at basketball. I don't know what a turkey shoot is. Well, Chris, I, I will explain it to you. Our annual family turkey shoot will be Saturday, November 18th. At one o'clock, it's located at the Maple Well Center. How this works is a team of one parent and one child shoot 10 free throws a piece. The team with the most free throws wins a 10 to 12 pound turkey, Chris. All right, so is it dad has to throw up, let's say for example, five, and then kid has to throw up five? Is that how that works for the 10 free throws? Are they doing 10 each or? They're doing 10 each. 10 each, In the okay. case of a tie, there will be a shoot off. Right, we would, we would not do well on that in this family. <laughs> We do not have any basketball players at all in this you family. You don't have to have any skill or talent to participate. This is a fun with three with three family. out of twenty with three out of twenty win the turkey. Otherwise, I'm not participating. It just depends on your competition, who enrolls <laughs> and who you're competing against. A friendly Listen, competition. If we have a competition for like shooting goals, like on some fake ice, I got a hockey player. We're gonna clean up, okay? Turkey shoot, not a Lanuti thing. All right, but but it sounds like fun for everybody else. Yes, it's a blast. So hopefully everyone comes over to the youth department to sign up. Now, when, when did they get this turkey delivered to them? The turkey comes right after the competition. Okay, so they get it right away. Right away. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. And, and again, it, it's open to fourth, fifth, and sixth graders. All right, and it's coming up. It's in plenty of time. Because you would hate to be banking on winning this for Thanksgiving dinner, and then you miss a free throw, and now all of a sudden you're eating tofu turkey because you can't find a real turkey anymore because they're all sold out. So it's good that you're having this a couple weeks in advance of Thanksgiving. Well, it's the weekend before Thanksgiving. Okay, well, it is cutting it close. It's cutting it close. It is cutting it close. Like, if you lose this competition, you got to run right out to the store and get your turkey. Absolutely. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Paisha comes in here and tries to be super serious, and she's like, I'm just going to read my list, and I just won't let her do it. What what else do you have going on? Okay, Chris, our annual coat drive is happening right now, and it ends November 30th. Please drop off new or clean used coats to Village Hall or at the community center. All open gyms are located at the Maple Well Center. That's 3450 West Maple Street, and it is a $5 entry fee. Right now, we're offering open gym basketball for grades 5th through 8th every Friday 
5.30 to 7.30. That's the old Jacobs Well building, right? Yes, sir. So how has that facility worked out for you guys? Because I, I remember you telling me you were moving in there, but I haven't really talked to you since you've gotten in there and started doing all the programs there. Is it good? Everything working out there? Are there upgrades that are needed? What, what's what's happening over there? Everything is working out there. So I encourage you to come participate in our program so you can check it out on your own. I can't participate in your program because I'm encourage not between the kids. ages of fifth grade and eighth grade <laughs> or all the other things. Like I'm, I've aged out. I can't go. If I went and did youth basketball, then I'd be a good basketball player, right? Like bring in me now with this girth and like this and this height and and have me go one-on-one against a couple of fifth graders i'm gonna dominate that that i'll be good at right i love that you said it's not for your age group but just to put it out there the recreation department offers a ton of adult programming in the maple well center so it's not just correct the facility is open to many age groups so find what you like find what you enjoy what works for you and check out the maple well center 3450 west maple street okay and then we offer open gym basketball for high school students, it's every Monday, 5.30 to 7. Those kids would beat me. <laughs> high school students, they beat me. They're fun. Um, we offer open gym volleyball on Wednesday nights, 7 p.m. to 8.30. I was the manager of the volleyball team because I couldn't jump high enough to, to play volleyball. Aw, yeah. that's awesome. First, The first year ever of Brother Ice Volleyball, I was the manager. I wasn't even good enough when it was their first year. That's how bad I was at it. That's okay. At least you got the exposure and you were able to be around volleyball, something that I know you enjoy. Right, right. Okay. You need to get like a podcasting class for the nerdy kids because there's somebody <laughs> out there with the same skill level as me that can't keep up on these things. Well, that's why we offer open gym. It's for all skill levels. Oh, okay. So they can just show up and fall down and yeah. Okay. Yes, sir. Yeah. Safe space for them to enjoy what they want to do. Okay. So join us for a craft week in the youth center. Help us create and design holiday crafts. That will be November 14th. 15th, 16th, 3.30 to 5. How much supervision are you giving on the holiday crafts? Uh, the youth center is always supervised. So if well, I you mean, have I, questions. I, what I'm worried about is like, let's say I send, you know, my littlest guy over there, right? And he just kind of just paste some things together and it looks ridiculous and I'm never going to hang it up in my house, but I have to now because he gave it to me for Christmas. Like, are you making sure that when these kids are making these crafts that it's something that like is halfway decent? Because well, the worst thing about a little kid craft is being like, where am I going to put this thing? Well, crafting, I think I think it's sweet if your students or your kids want to give you their crafts that they created. And crafting is very abstract. So whatever they come home with, as long as they're proud of it, it'll be great. It's definitely abstract. <laughs> <laughs> okay, moving on, Chris. Who says that students don't want to work? Our community chores program is open. We have a surplus of youths that are available to mow lawns, rake leaves, shovel snow, and complete basic chores. Also do odd jobs for EP residents. So give us a call. I like that program. Dominic used to do that. Now he flips burgers at Culver's, but he used to do that. And he used to run around and get a lot of work out of that entire thing. And what was interesting was he had started his own lawn care business where he was cutting lawns. And then you would like call him up, be like, you're next in a rotation. And it actually helped him grow what he was doing. I think if you have a kid that you want to get out there making some money, call Paisha. Oh, thanks, because Chris. Now, now he's 15 with a work permit working. And when I was 15, I wasn't doing that. So, I mean, I, it was a good stepping stone. Thanks, Chris. And we appreciate Dominic. He definitely was an asset to the team. So I'm glad he's yeah. continuing. Now he's lazy. I have to <laughs> beg him to go mow lawns now. Now he's like, oh, I got to go to work. I don't have time to mow lawns. So, you know, it switches. Okay. And yeah. you know what? Tell him he can always still do chores. You can make your own schedule. Give me a call and we can get him back on the schedule. Okay. Okay. I got to get him on my schedule here. <laughs> then I'll get him on your schedule. Absolutely. I understand that. 
All right, so if you guys want to stay updated, please like our Facebook page, Evergreen Park Youth Department. Follow us on Instagram, EP Youth Department. If you're in need of additional information, do not hesitate. Call us at 708-229-3377, or you can email me at pallen at evpkadm.org. You did good. Thanks, Chris. It's the EP Podcast. All things Evergreen Park. It's the EP Podcast. Evergreen Park.